Well, ladies and gentlemen, all over the world, you can go ahead and take a seat. Welcome, welcome. Hey, my name is Susie. I have the immense honor to be the preaching pastor here at God Squad Church. Go ahead, spam some hearts in chat. I'm putting one, two, homies. Welcome, welcome, welcome to all of you. Hey, whether you're watching live during first service, second service, listening on our various uh, Spotify or podcast platforms, watching on YouTube, all the things Throwing some mad love your way. It's awesome to have you to be a part of our church. And we'd love to have you jump in Discord. We'd love to connect, make some friends, and sincerely connect with you. Hey, before we jump into the message, want to give you a reminder. Put some Jesus hype in the chat if you're pumped for Waymaker Week. Let's go, let's go, let's go, baby. We're about to see lots of cupcakes. I want to give you guys an update. Waymaker Week is coming your way December 6th through the 10th. If you're relatively new, don't know what that is, we do a yearly fundraiser to help fund and continue the next year of ministry here at God Squad Church. And so December 6th through the 10th, mark your calendars, you're going to see streams going almost all day, lots of shenanigans, and we do it as a source of financial support for the church, to financially support the continuation of the day-to-day ministry of God Squad Church. You might not be able to see all the behind-the-scenes stuff, but I promise you, there are literally gamers all over the world who are being discipled, encouraged, pastored, loved by not just our staff, but our volunteers and leaders. People's lives are being impacted, and all of that is only made possible through our combined effort of financially supporting this ministry. But here's the deal. We don't want Waymaker Week to just be a fundraiser. We want it to be a faith raiser and asking God, what is the vision for 2022? So we can't wait to share a little bit more about that in the weeks to come. But we want to ask God to do more than he ever has, reaching more people, and that is only made possible together. So I want to encourage all of you, hey, over the next month, be thinking, be praying. God, what do I want my contribution to this church to be? You can give a one-time gift, monthly recurring. It's all going to go to support that vision. So I challenge you. If you're a part of this church, be considering and asking God, what's my gift going to be? But maybe you just kind of watch from a distance. Maybe you've got your own church, but you just love what our ministry is doing. Maybe you would also consider supporting. So I want to invite you again, Waymaker Week, coming your way, December 6th through the 10th. It's going to be an awesome week, and I'm uh, not looking forward to the cupcakes, to be honest with you. But it's for the kingdom, so we're going to eat them. Friends, it is obviously no secret that our church loves technology, okay? Do me a favor, put a five in chat if you like technology. I happen to like technology. I happen to have an iPhone in my hand, so I obviously like technology. I've got an iPad where I read my notes. We're looking into a camera. We're literally using the internet. Our church, we wouldn't be able to do it without technology. I love, 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 love technology. I'm seeing Mad Fives, Boz loves technology, Geeky Treats, Jimmy, Wolf the Adventurer, Mark, people all over the world loving technology. And here's the deal. There are so many amazing things that technology has given us access to. It is no secret that a lot of the stuff revolving in the world, all of us are on technology. We're on it a whole lot. And I'm so grateful for it because there are so many great things that technology gives us the ability to do. Let me run through a few of the positive things technology lets us do. This is going to be a very popular one with our church. Technology lets us play video games. Put an amen in the chat, people. Praise God. Technology lets us play video games. One of my favorite games right now happens to be Valorant, whatever your favorite game might be. Technology is the reason we can play it. Another thing technology gives us is the ability to gather information on things like Google. Thank God for Google, which allows me to look up why penguins are by far the best animal. Thank you, Jesus, okay? Technology also gives us the ability to communicate on things like Discord. I mean, it's crazy. Literally, throughout the week, we have people on Discord from all over the world that are separated by location, but location is no longer a limitation because of technology. By the way, shout out to Joel Young Adults, who's led by our family pastor, Mama Higgs. If you are the ages of 18 to 30, I want to encourage you, let's put a link in the chat right now. You can get yourself signed up for that. I went to the last event because I'm still 30, okay? I might be losing my hair, but I'm still young, all right? 
I still qualify for Dwell Young Adults. We've been having a ton of fun at the events. If you're looking for some friends and you're in that age group, get yourself signed up. It is so much fun. It is so beneficial. Get plugged in. But because of technology, we can communicate. Another thing technology lets us do, it lets us have influence on things like social media, okay? Shout out to Solux and the media team who are killing it with the social media. Mad hearts to the media team. But social media lets us influence, lets us also communicate. And if you notice, we have 1,227 followers on Twitter, so here's the deal. If we get 110 more follows, we'll have 1337. Somebody put elite in the chat, okay? You got to follow on Twitter if you're not already. But social media is huge. But it's only made possible because technology, another thing that many of us love that technology gives us, it gives us the ability to see the good old memes. And I want to show you the best meme ever made. Women have a hard time choosing where to eat because the last time they chose, they doomed all of humanity. <laughs> it's the greatest meme, ladies. We love you. We're only kidding. Memes aren't to be taken too seriously, but it's a good, funny time. The look on my wife's face, it's pretty good right now. Praise God. Technology obviously has some huge some huge pros. There's some great things that we can do with technology, but here's the deal. Technology is not just something sometimes that we use. Sometimes it's something that we overuse. Technology can be a blessing when we use it, but it can also be a burden when we overuse it. I've been guilty of moments in my life where I'm on technology too much, on the computer too much, on my phone too much, on Twitch, too much, <laughs> on YouTube, and it goes on and on and on, and tick-tock, 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 before you know what the clock is seven hours later, because I've been tick-tocking all day. It is something that if we all will be honest, we can be guilty of overusing. We live in a digital age where most of us are on technology all the time. I'm guilty of it too. Do me a favor, put a that's me in the chat. If you'll be honest, be like, man, whether it's for work or personal whatever, man, we just find ourselves on technology all the time. Like it's either on my phone or on my computer or my console or Netflix, technology, technology, technology. I'll be honest, I got one in my hand right now. Like if I'll be honest, sometimes it's me. But we live in an age where we're not just using technology, we're Overusing technology. Let me read some stats to you that might be a little bit frightening. The average cell phone user touches their phone. Are you ready? The average, 2,617 times a day. Now, here's the deal with some of you, you're so special. You're above average people, okay? <laughs> the top 10% of cell phone users touch their phone over 5,400 times every day. 58% of people don't go a single waking hour without checking their phone. A single waking hour. 59% of people check their emails the moment they come in. 89% of people check emails daily even while on vacation. 89% of teenagers sleep with their phones next to their pillow. 89% of teenagers right next to their pillow. 84% of people genuinely believe they couldn't go a single day without their phone. They couldn't go a single day. They will verbalize, I can't live without my phone. I couldn't even go one day. People will openly admit the overuse of technology. The average person spends 706 hours per year on social media. If we were to break that down into work weeks, into work days, average work day is about eight hours. 706 hours a year is four and a half months of work. 
average gamer will spend 10,000 hours by the time they're 21 years of age. 10,000 hours by the time they're 21 years of age. Now, here's the deal. I'm not against technology. I love technology. You, you wouldn't be able to hear me without technology. I, I like phones. I, I like to scroll. I love it. I'm not against technology. What I want to have conversations about today is the, the overuse of technology. 10,000 hours before the age of 21 spent playing video games. I stream. That's how I make a living. I'm not against video games. But what I am against is addiction. The overuse of something that could be a good thing but ends up becoming a bad thing because of the amount that we use it. For many of us, if we would put that level of attention and dedication into other areas of our lives, we could maybe save our dying marriages. If we would put that level of dedication, we could maybe actually get to know our children. If we would put this level of dedication into spending time in prayer with Jesus, we could actually get to know God. We could actually have time to join an experience group where we could truly have our lives changed because we're experiencing community. We could get alone with God and ask him to help us discover our purpose so we can go out into the world and make a difference. If we would shift what we're spending our time on. I'm not against the use of technology. The use of technology is a blessing. The overuse of technology is a burden. And we live in a world today where, if we'll be honest, many of us are digital disciples. Spending so much time, all of our attention, all of our focus, and all of our time on technology. The Bible would call it idolatry. Because you know what worship is? Worship is what you put your time, your affection, your focus, your mindset to. And if we'll be honest, for many of us, it's our cell phones. For many of us, it's our video games. For many of us, it's our computers. We've become digital disciples, followers of simply technology. And I've been guilty of it. Maybe if you'll be honest, you have too. And so what I want to do today is I want to bring a message that I've entitled Digital Cocaine. And I want to have a conversation about the psychological and spiritual effects of the overuse of technology and how for many of you, it is stealing your joy. I want to focus all of our attention around simply one verse today. Some of y'all are like, thank God we read a whole chapter last week today, only one verse. Praise God. <laughs> 1 Corinthians 6, verse 12. This is the Apostle Paul, the author of this, writing to the people who lived in Corinth. That's the Corinthians and this is what he says. I have the right to do anything, you say. He's almost quoting them because they were saying to Paul, man, I can do whatever I want. Right, Paul, you taught us that as followers of Jesus, I no longer live under some Old Testament, like, bunch of rules and laws. You said I'm free. Jesus died to set me free. So I can do whatever I want. But Paul is saying, yes, you can do whatever you want, but not everything is beneficial. There are things you can do, but just because you can do it doesn't mean you should do it. Paul says, I have the right to do anything, but I will not be mastered by anything. I have the right to do anything, but I will not be mastered by anything. I have the right to use technology. I can use it. 
I have been set free. Jesus died, so I was no longer a slave to my sin. I can do anything I want, but just because I can doesn't mean that I should. He says, I can do anything, but I will not be mastered by anything. We have the right to use technology. And technology, when used the right amount, is a huge blessing. Technology is meant to be a tool. Technology has huge quality of life upgrades. Technology can make things so much easier. I love technology. It's great. I literally don't think I could survive without daily alarms on my phone anymore. Like, I'm very forgetful. I have alarms going on a lot. My wife is like, yes, he does. But it helps me get stuff done. Helps me get a lot of stuff done. But I literally, I feel like I can't survive with it anymore. But it's okay when we use it as a tool. Technology is meant to be a servant. It is meant to serve you. It is meant to be at your advantage. But here's what I've come to tell some of you. Technology is a great servant, but it is a terrible master. It is a terrible master. It is not meant to rule your life. It is not meant to be your main priority. It is a great servant, but it is a terrible master. When we are always spending our time, always on social media, it has negative effects on you. We are supposed to take advantage of technology, but not let technology take advantage of you by letting yourself fall into addiction, letting your time simply be always consumed and wasting all of it away just on technology. It's meant to be a tool. It's a great servant, but it's a terrible master. Jesus is the one who was supposed to be our master. We are his disciple, not digital disciples. We are following his guidance. We are being led by his spirit. We are putting our attention, our focus, and our time on him. And we got to have conversations about priorities. We got to have conversations about time because we have to understand what technology is actually doing to us. Look what research says. Since 2012, there has been a sudden increase in symptoms of depression, suicide risk, and factors that are inside teenagers, which coincides with the rise of popularity of smartphones and technology. Research found that teenagers who spend five or more hours per day on their devices are 71% more likely to commit suicide, no matter what they're doing online, even if they're doing something positive. The overuse of technology in this phenomenon is not limited to just teenagers. There is something that science and psychology actually teaches us about the overuse of technology and what it does, and it actually develops in us what is called anhedonia. Now, anhedonia is not like some Greek biblical word. It's, it's, it's a word for today, okay? Anhedonia means the inability to feel pleasure. That's what it means. The inability to feel or experience pleasure. Some might call it emotional numbness. Some of you, even as you hear that word, you're like, Man, that's me. I just feel numb all the time. Scrolling through social media. Emotional numbness. People who have anhedonia are people who back in the day before we started using all the technology anhedonia was normally found in people who had schizophrenia bipolar disorder or drug addicts and it actually mimics the effects of taking cocaine that's why i've entitled this message digital cocaine because it's developing in humanity anhedonia but now because of the digital age and our overuse of technology what used to only be found in people with schizophrenia bipolar disorder 
or drug addicts, especially those who do cocaine, now anhedonia is being found in the common man or woman. Because all of us are overly using technology. These aren't opinions. These are scientific, psychological facts of the negative psychological and spiritual effects of being mastered by technology. Anhedonia has a lot of effects on us. Anhedonia will kill your sex drive. Anhedonia will actually cause a lack of joy or fulfillment from being around other people. Gamers are some of the largest community of people that are overly using technology. But have you ever thought that gamers are also the community that is most known for wanting to be alone? Because maybe for many of us, without really realizing, we've used so much technology that now anhedonia is kicking in. And we always want to be alone, and we say it's because we're introverted. But maybe it's something deeper. Brad Huddlestone, actually the author of a book that is named Digital Cocaine, he did some research and brain scans showed that people who do a line of cocaine show almost identical brain scans to those of people who play video games for two hours or more. Almost identical brain scans, especially when it comes to anhedonia levels in our body, because it affects our dopamine chemical levels. If you don't know what dopamine is, dopamine is the chemical that goes on for our body, which allows you to feel pleasure. But when anhedonia sets in due to an overuse of technology, it becomes difficult for you to actually begin to feel pleasure, and you develop emotional numbness. So what have we talked through so far? That by overusing technology leads to anhedonia. Now let's do some more studying. This is from the National Library of Medicine, which is the largest, the world's largest biomedical library. This is what they said. Internet addiction, including online video games, has been associated with depression. They did a study, and the purpose of the current study was to examine the potential long-term associations between anhedonia, which is, again, the inability to feel pleasure. They wanted to find the association between anhedonia and internet-related addiction. Results indicated that the trait anhedonia prospectively predicted greater levels of compulsive internet use and addiction to online activities, as well as the greater likelihood of addiction to online or offline video games. These findings suggest that anhedonia may actually contribute to the development and cause of internet-related addiction and behaviors in adults. So here's what these two pieces of information tell us from psychology. The overuse of technology in video games leads to anhedonia, the inability to feel pleasure. And having anhedonia leads to the addiction of more video games and technology. It's a vicious cycle. Over and over and over and over again. The thing that leads to my inability to feel pleasure is the thing that leads me back to my inability to feel pleasure. Over and over and over again. And this is why Paul says... Technology is a great servant, but a terrible master. Jesus is the only one that when we get addicted to him, it leads to blessings and it leads to fullness of joy. Technology will steal your joy. Jesus will give you joy. He is the wellspring of life. And when we continue to mindlessly scroll and scroll and scroll, we are actually removing our own joy by seeking more and more and more and more technology. We are so hungry for more technology. 
the overuse of technology is leading to what's called hedonism. Hedonism, hedonism is the constant pursuit of pleasure. It happens when you do cocaine. When you do drugs, what do you want? The next hit. Man, I felt so good. Man, I want another one. Man, I want another one. I want another one. The constant pursuit of more and more and more pleasure. The same psychological effects happen when we're over playing video games. Drug addicts want one more hit. Gamers want, maybe you've said it, one more game. One more game. I've said it. And then I've said it again. Man, you said one more game four hours ago. <laughs> I've done it. One more game. The constant pursuit of pleasure. One more. Man, just one more. Babe, I'll be there in ten. Just one more. Mom, I'll be there. Dinner's ready. Up. One more. One more game. And we want more and more and more technology. We want better phones, better refresh rate monitors. But what we're doing is we don't understand the negative effects it's having on our souls. We're upgrading our technology, but downgrading our humanity. Downgrading our humanity. At times, we are the own cause of the loss of our own pleasure. The loss of our own joy. Jesus is offering fullness of joy. Technology is robbing it from you. Again, I'm not against technology. But I am against the overuse of technology. Because as we upgrade technology, we downgrade our humanity. And as I was researching and learning, I was asking God, well, God, but what does this mean for our spirituality? Why? Sure, we can do research and we can learn psychologically the negative effects of social media and constant cell phone use and video games. But God, how is it affecting our souls on a spiritual level? And I'll be honest, I couldn't really find much information. So I started praying and seeking God. God, what does this mean for us on a spiritual level? And God began to reveal some things to me that I want to reveal to you. I want to tell you a little bit about what technology gives us the ability to do. Technology gives us the ability to, do, to, to know what's going on in all the world all the time. Technology also gives us the ability to know what's going on in everybody's life, even if you didn't ask. Technology gives us the ability to see all things. There are things in the internet, like pornography, that are intended to be made private, but somehow have become public. See things we're not supposed to see. Technology gives us the ability to know what everyone thinks of you all the time. Technology gives us the ability to have instant access to all the knowledge of the world. It's crazy the stuff you can research and learn on the internet. I'll be honest, I've self-educated probably 100x more things than I've learned in college, and I paid a whole lot more to do that. <laughs> The stuff you can learn, you have instant access to the knowledges of the universe in the tip of your fingers. Lastly, just to name a few, technology gives you the ability to be in multiple conversations all at once. If you use Discord or text a lot, man, you can be talking to 37 different people about 37 different things all at the same time. You can know what's going on in the world. You can know all things at all times. You can know about all people. You can see all things. You can know all things and talk to all people all at once. Do you realize that what I've just described to you is a description of what it's like to be God? To know all things, see all things, hear all things, know everybody's thoughts, and know everything that's going on in the world all at once. You see, God has an attribute. It's called omniscience. He can know 
everything. He knows your deepest thoughts. He knows your opinions. He knows your fears. He knows your worst nightmares. He knows everything. God knows everything that's going on in the world all at the same time. God knows what's going on in everybody's life all at the same time. God has the ability to see all things all at the same time. God knows what everyone thinks about you and what everyone thinks about him. God has instant access to the knowledge of the world because he created the world. And God can be in multiple conversations all at the same time. But here's why technology, the overuse of it, is affecting our souls. Because the overuse of technology is giving you the ability to take on a characteristic of God that your mind and body was not built to be able to handle. God can handle knowing all things, talking to all people, seeing all things. God can handle it. You cannot. It's too much. We can't, we can't handle it. All the information, I'm sorry, but as a limited human, I don't have enough compassion to have sorrow in my heart for my wife, my friends, my neighbors, my family, my mom and her situation, this person, then all the people in Africa and all the people of here. I don't have enough care to feel bad about all of it. I, I don't because I'm limited. I, I reach a point where I scroll through social media and, and I start going, man, that really sucks, but I, I, I don't feel bad about it because I've run out of compassion. Because I'm a limited human. It doesn't make you a Christian. It doesn't make you a bad Christian. When you watch the news, scroll through social media, and hear every problem in the whole world, and go, I, I just I don't have anything left. It doesn't make you a bad Christian. It makes you human. It makes you limited. You can't handle knowing everything. You can't handle Knowing everyone's thoughts about, you can't handle it. We cannot handle the omniscience of God. We weren't built for it. We weren't designed for it. And God began to speak to my heart. The reason the overuse of technology is destroying your soul is because it's literally breaking you from the inside out. You weren't built to know everything. You weren't built to be able to handle seeing everything. How often do we see it on Twitch where streamers are coming out? I can't take it anymore. Humans aren't built to know what hundreds of thousands of people think about you all at once. You're not designed for it. We're not designed to be able to scroll through comments and read about 75,000 people who we don't even know and what they think. We can't handle it. God can. We can't. How many more streamers have to take their lives from all the negativity of hundreds of thousands of people before we start realizing it's too much? We can't handle it. We can't handle knowing everything that's going on in the world. We can't handle seeing all of the problems in the world. We can't handle knowing everyone what they think of us. We can't handle all of the world's information. And we can't handle talking to 47 people about 47 things all at the same time. It's just too much. And when we overuse technology, we're bringing ourselves to a breaking point 
because we're trying to contain the amount of information and care and problems that we weren't designed to be able to handle. You can't fit 100 gallons of water in a one-gallon jug. It's just too much. And this is what we're doing to our souls. Too much. Too much. Too much. But then here's what we do. This is what anhedonia does. We start scrolling. It's too much. We've passed our limit. It's negatively affecting our souls. Anhedonia kicks in. The lack of the ability to feel pleasure. And we start getting bored and unhappy. Maybe you've had such a long gaming session that you started getting bored. But then your mind tells you, well, I'm bored, so I should keep playing because playing will lead to more fun. Fun will remove my boredom. But we just read through research that after the overuse of technology, you start losing pleasure, and then that triggers your mind to start actually using technology more, which keeps you in the vicious cycle. And so when you start feeling negative in your soul because you've been scrolling for so long, your body tells you, well, keep scrolling, you'll eventually feel better. Even though that's actually the opposite of what happened. We just keep scrolling. Tick, tock, tick, tock. Before you know it, the clock of your joy has run out. Before you know it, man, I, I don't think I can handle another negative comment. I, I wasn't built to know all this stuff, man. I wasn't designed to know about all your problems and your problems. And it's too much. That's why you got to pray for our mods and our pastors. Having a Discord of over 4,000 people where everyone can say anything all the time, 24-7, it's too much. It's too much. I'll be honest, sometimes for the health of our leaders, I'm like, yeah, we should probably turn the Discord off at night because y'all got to go to sleep. Well, yeah, I, I know I'm with my kids, but, you know, someone in the Discord said a thing, and they look, they, they need help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you keep helping everybody, you're going to break. You're going to break. Sometimes I have, to, I have to remind myself and tell our leaders, if it's not an absolute emergency, mark it as unread, come back to it tomorrow. Because it's too much. It's too much. We weren't built to be 24-7 information overload. It's, it's too much. And it's destroying our souls. It's stealing our joy. It's too much information. In your marriage, I know some people will throw around, well, babe, just tell me all your thoughts. I want to know everything you're thinking. You do not want to know everything they're thinking. Because you can't handle it. <laughs> it's too much. There are things your spouse thinks. And then they realize, I shouldn't think that. Let me repent before God, and I'm glad I didn't say that out loud. There are things you can't handle it. Neither can I. And this week, I, I was praying, well, God, what do, we, what do we do? We've learned about the psychological and spiritual effects of the overuse of technology. But okay, that's great information. But what do we do? And I believe that what God wants to do for many of us is take us through what I'm calling a digital detox. I want to give you two final things that I think we can do. If you find yourself addicted to video games, overusing technology, what I want to do is I want, I want to give you some real practical tips, some things that you can do to achieve a digital detox and get your joy back. Because this thing right here, 
The overuse of it is stealing it from you. And some of you today, God wants to give you your peace back. God wants to give you your strength, your joy back. And sometimes you go, man, I, I need more joy from Jesus. And here's what happened. Jesus is giving you joy, and then this is taking it from you. Psychologically taking it from you. But today, Jesus says, I want to give you your joy back. But sometimes it's not God needing to give you more joy. It's needing to put this thing down so it doesn't take away what God has given you. Here's two things we can do. First, we've got to have a strategy. We've got to have a plan. Proverbs 13 talks about the importance of being able to plan. Maybe you've heard the phrase that if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. We've got to have a plan. Even in our spirituality, we've got to have an attack. We've got to have an offense plan. What are we going to do to achieve digital detox? Here's a few things we can do. One, you've got to monitor your own use. Again, I'm not against the use of technology. I'm against the overuse of it. You've you got to know when enough is enough. You've got to be willing to ask for accountability. This is why it's so important for us to be in experience groups. If you're not already in experience group, one of our mods who are amazing, please, please, get a link in the chat. If you're not already signed up to be in a group of 10 to 12 people who just meet about 90 minutes a week to laugh together, study the Bible together, pray together, and build a support system where you can learn to trust one another. It's a safe place where you can be honest and say, hey, guys, I'm addicted to video games. Will you help me? They'll check in. Hey, how's it going today? Hey, how's it been this week? You show up a group and they're like, hey, how's it been? How's it been? How's it been? We're all broken people. We all got problems. We just might have some different problems. Get accountability. Get in an experience group. Hey, I'm not meaning to, but I'm completely neglecting my children. Will you help me? That's what church is about. The family of God helping each other become more like Jesus. Another thing you can do, this is not a mandate, this is not everyone needs to do, but if you find yourself addicted to your phone or technology or video games, this is one thing you could do. You could go scriptural before you go digital. Some of us wake up in the morning, and I'll be honest, I'm guilty of a lot too. First thing we do is we scroll. Well, let me check my social media, let me check my emails, let me check my all these things. But here's the deal, we learned today through psychological facts that the overuse of technology leads to the inability to feel pleasure. So the first thing we do in the morning is remove our ability to feel pleasure. And then we wonder why our brains are telling us today is going to suck. Because we've removed the ability to think today is even going to be good. So maybe instead of, let me open up my phone and, and just go through social media, maybe I'll open up God's word. Maybe I'll go scriptural before I go digital. Maybe I'll, instead of reading something that will steal my joy, Maybe I'll read something that will give me joy. The Word of God, the Bible. I know it's difficult. I know it can be confusing. But I promise you, get into your soul. It will bless you. Maybe for some of you, you need to set a timer or a limit. Some boundaries around your daily use of technology. Maybe for some of you, you need to say, you know what? I'm only going to use technology after I've spent some time with God. So maybe you're saying, you know what? I'm going to start waking up a little bit early. I'm going to pray and I'm going to read my Bible, start my day off with some joy, and then after that I'll scroll through some social media, but in a healthy amount. And then after that I'll go play some video games, or after that I'll check my email. Maybe you just got to set some boundaries on when you do things, when you allow yourself to go on social media. Maybe you'll only allow yourself to do it certain hours. You know what? To help myself break addiction, I'm only allowed to play video games like one hour a day. That's just the boundary I'm setting in myself. I'm going to get accountability. And I'm going to ask people to help me stick to it. 
8 to 9 p.m., whatever it might be, set some boundaries for yourself and then get some people to help you stay accountable to what that might be. And then also, you got to also help yourself realize, i got to be self-aware. When I've been on so long and anhedonia starts taking over, I start feeling numb, let that be a signal. That's enough for today. You're scrolling through, reading all the problems going around the entire stinking world, and your mind starts being filled with fear. That, that's enough for today. I, I, I don't have the capacity to be aware of every problem everywhere. It, it's just too much. Some, some of y'all watch too much news. News isn't bad. Too much news is bad. I, I just I can't be aware of every problem. I got, my own, I got enough of my own problems. I can't be aware of every problem in the universe. And I won't feel bad about not feeling bad. I'm not built to have compassion for every problem in the world. I'm a human. I'm not God. I can't, I can't care about it all. And neither can you. So I just check my heart. When I start feeling anxious, it's done for today. We've gone past the benefits of technology. Now we've stepped into the burdens of technology. And for some of you, this might be extreme. I've had to do this in my life. You might have to stop using it altogether. For some of you, you might have to delete some social media apps for a little bit. Man, I just scroll TikTok all the time. Well, maybe, maybe you just need to not have TikTok for a little while. Break some of that addiction. You know what people do to, you know, stop being addicted to cocaine? They, they stop taking cocaine. I know that sounds funny, but that's what they do. They, they, and it's hard. It's really difficult. But here's what we're doing. We're taking digital cocaine. For some of us, you got to stop taking the digital cocaine. I just got to put it down. I just got to get away from it. I got to delete some apps for a little while. Maybe you'll set some boundaries. Man, you know what? I watch too much Twitch. I'm not living out my purpose in this world because all I do is watch Twitch. Maybe for you, I'm only allowing myself to watch Twitch on Saturdays at 1.30 or 7.30 p.m. Eastern not even a shameless plug. That's, that's all I'm allowed to do. Come on, somebody put an amen in the chat. That's all I'm allowing myself to do. Only at this time or only a certain amount of day. I only will allow myself to play games if I'm socializing with friends. Because I'll be honest, if gamers start playing video games, we start losing a lot of our socialization. So you hear preachers get up on stage, stop playing games. I'm like, you don't, you don't get how this works, man. I get you got good intentions, but you're not one of us. You don't understand this. So stop speaking in situations you don't get. I know that's where your friends are, where my friends are. Play Valorant with them, play New World with them. You cut off video games, you cut off my friends. Socialization. So you know what? I'm only going to allow myself to play when I'm playing with other people. And, and the right people. Not just any people, because then you start making excuses. Well, oh, I'll play with a complete stranger just so I can get some games in. You know, like, like the people that are fueling your soul. You got to set some boundaries. And maybe for some of you, man, you got to take some just time off everything. I'll be honest, man, there was a season in my life when I was in college. I was addicted to World of Warcraft. Like, straight up. It's all I thought about. I would literally uh, skip classes because I wanted to, I was so tired. First of all, I was so tired from staying up all night playing World of Warcraft. And then when my alarm, when I would shut it off because I was too tired to go to class, I'd lay there for three minutes because I couldn't stop my mind from thinking about World of Warcraft. And guess what I did? I'd get up and I'd play more World of Warcraft. I just, I couldn't, I couldn't stop. I know it sounds so dumb. I'd have dreams about World of Warcraft. My wife is laughing at me right now. <laughs> Some of you know what I'm talking about, though. Some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. 
I can't stop thinking about it. I can't stop playing it. For some of y'all, that's New World right now. That's New World right now. And I've been there, man. And I had to literally stop using technology for an entire month. But I had to set a boundary. I can only do my homework because I'm not going to just fail out of college. I can only do my, that was my, I can only do my homework. And I read the Bible out of a physical Bible with a pen and paper. I know that's foreign nowadays, but I read it. I, I couldn't, I couldn't handle it. I was addicted. Like, serious. It's all I did, all my time. If you weren't playing online with me, I didn't see you. I didn't talk to you. It was all I did. And I needed to be free. So I took a whole month. And I didn't, and it was hard. It was really hard. It was real. I literally felt like I was going through withdrawals. It was so hard. But man, it set me free. It set me free. And now there are times where like, you start falling back to that. You just, just got to catch yourself. All of us are broken people. All of us. But for some of you, you might, your strategy, you might need to step away and get accountability. Go to your experience group and they'll ask you, hey, have you used technology? And have an honest conversation about it. For some of you, you might need to consider just cold turkey. If I'm going to be set free, I'm going to have to do it. I have the right to do anything, but I will not be mastered by anything. Some of you are currently mastered. Technology is a great tool. It's a great servant, but a terrible master. Second thing we need to do if we're going to accomplish jitter detox, we need to get some solitude. We need a strategy. We need solitude. You got to get along with God. Addiction is a big deal, and just stopping is not enough to help you. You need Jesus to literally transform and shape your soul. The Bible calls it the renewing of our minds. The renewing of our minds. Changing the way we think, the way we feel. And literally Jesus will he'll begin to shift your desires. And to give you less of a love for technology and more of a love for him and his word. So I want to challenge you. Be spending time in prayer. Just a few minutes every day. Talk to God. In a few minutes every day reading the Bible. Get along with God. Say, you know what? I'm just going to put away the technology. I'm going to find a space. Parents, I know you got kids. There's lots of things. Talk to Mama Higgs. She found a way to do it with six children. She found a way to get solitude. She, superwoman, okay? There's a way. There's a way. I can't speak to it. I don't have children. I have a dog. So I'm not going to come at you and give parent advice. But there's a woman in our church. Her name is Pastor Tammy. She's done it. It is possible. She had to go in her closet. That was what she needed to do, just to get some solitude so she could do this. And you maybe have heard her story. It freed her from anxiety. Some of you all full of anxiety and depression because of the overuse of technology. You need some solitude with Jesus. Let him free your soul. Let him give you your joy back. Let him give you your peace back. But you're going to have to put some action steps in place. It's not enough to just come here a message, get some goosebumps, go home. No, no, no. We got to put some action steps. How is your use with technology going to look different after today? Bible says, don't just be a hearer of the word, be a doer of it. I can do anything, but I will be mastered by nothing. I can do things. Not all things are lawful, but not all things are beneficial. And what even non-Christians are finding out, too much technology is not beneficial. And so let's get serious. Say, God, set me free. God, give my joy back. And God's going to say, okay, you want your joy back? Put your phone down. 
You want your joy back? Turn the computer off. He'll speak to you. But we got to go through a digital detox. And it won't be easy. It won't be easy. But I believe the Lord wants to set you free. So let's take a few minutes and ask God to help us because I know this is a journey for many of us. And so God, we come before you today in need of your help. Acknowledging we don't have the ability to handle all of life's problems. There are things in our lives, God, we can't fix ourselves. And so today we just humbly come before you and say, God, help us. We're in need of you. We're not our own saviors. We're not our own solution. Jesus is our savior. Jesus is our solution. So I pray, God, right now that addictions would begin to fall off in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray, God, that people would begin to be set free, but I pray that they would put the real practical steps in place to stop overusing technology. God, we thank you for technology. Thank you that it is a gift, but may we use it properly. Because God, I mean, we're learning even psychologically from a non-Christian perspective, it is stealing our joy. It's leading to anxiety, leading to depression, leading to suicide, leading us to anhedonia, which anhedonia is then leading us right back into internet and online gaming addiction. And it is a cycle, a cycle, a cycle. And we've come to today to declare in Jesus' name, God, break the cycle in Jesus' name. Break the cycle in Jesus' name. Help us. I pray right now for those those right now that are hearing this message and saying, ah, that's not me. But God, you know that it is. I pray that God, you would convict their hearts. You love them so much, you don't want to let them continue to think that they don't have a problem when you know they do. So God, help set them free. Help set them free. God, I pray for all of our lives, including my own. God, help me to use technology in a healthy way. In a healthy way that honors you allows me to still live out my purpose, allows me to still be a good husband, for many to still be a good parent. God, help me to just be aware and help me, God, to do anything but to not be mastered by anything. Help us, Lord. Set us free. In Jesus' name, amen. And for some of you, maybe hearing a lot of these terms, servant and master, maybe this is, this, this is new for you, man. This is, this is new for you. And I want to tell you, technology is a bad master, but Jesus is a great one. He has forgiveness for you of your sins. He has love for you, mercy for you. And I want to tell you, it is all of us who have sinned, including me. I'm no better than you. The Bible says that because we've sinned, we've been separated from God. But then Jesus Christ died on the cross for us. Why? To pay the penalty for our sin so that we could be forgiven and he took that punishment in our place. He took what we deserved. Why? So we could be brought back together in relationship with God. He died on the cross, and the third day he rose again from the grave, showcasing that he is God and that he died to set you free. And the Bible says if you just acknowledge, if you'll acknowledge in your heart that I have sinned and that, Jesus, I need your forgiveness, the Bible says that we can be forgiven and you can begin relationship with Jesus today. Not tomorrow, not when you get your act together, not when you put your phone down, not when you become a better person. Today, Jesus wants to have a relationship with you because he loves you. And so here's what we want to do. I want to lead you in a prayer where you're making a decision to say, Jesus, I want to put my trust in you and follow you as you begin a relationship with God. And if that's you, I would encourage you to pray this prayer with me. 
God, I thank you that you sent Jesus Christ to die on the cross for me. And I ask you today, God, to forgive me of my sins and come be my Lord and my Savior. And help me, God, to follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Ladies and gentlemen, right now, will you put your hands together, put some Jesus hype in the chat for those that are saying yes to follow Jesus. Here's the deal. Congratulations to some of you right now that are saying yes to follow Jesus. If that's you, would you be bold and just put a yes in the chat? We want to celebrate with you. If you just prayed that prayer, make a decision to follow Jesus. And here's the deal. We know that you've got lots of questions. And so we want to walk alongside you and give you some resources on, hey, what does it mean now to become a follower of Jesus? So I want to encourage you right now, type exclamation point next level in the chat. You're going to see a link in the chat. I want to encourage you to click on that. Fill that out with as much information as you feel comfortable. We want to have one of our pastors and leaders just reach out to you, congratulate you, and just get to know you so we can know, hey, as a church, how can we connect with you, serve you, and be praying with you? And in that link you're going to see, it's going to give you questions, some frequently asked questions about, hey, what does it mean to pray? What does it mean to read the Bible and get water baptized? And how do I get plugged into an online church here, God Squad Church, or churches in your area? Whatever it might be, we want to resource you because we want to continue to see people equipped and develop to become fully devoted followers of Jesus. And that's what we're doing all week long, is reaching gamers around the world, sharing the love of Jesus, but not just telling people about Jesus, but developing them, loving them, ministering them. Literally every single day, people are being ministered to around the world, and all of that is only made possible because of your financial support. And so we wanna say thank you. Thank you for trusting God Squad Church as a place to sow your finances so that we can continue to build disciples all over the world. I want to tell you literally every day people are being impacted, they're being changed by the power of God, and you're making that possible. And I want to encourage you, whether you're here a part of God Squad Church or a church elsewhere, every single one of you, your support means the world. And it's a part of our worship. It's a part of what we do to show God, I'm grateful for what you've done for me, and I won't just be someone who takes, I'm someone who gives. And I want to encourage you to join many of us together who are financially supporting this church so we can impact gamers around the world. But sincerely, all of you, thank you, thank you, thank you. No matter how much you're giving, God bless you to give.